we Someone back. just got shot. Bam. Look out. It's a dangerous world. Someone really just got shot. God damn. That's definitely gunshots. Should we call somebody? No. I don't care. I'm sure somebody else will deal with it. I thought it was the ice machine. That was a loud ass bang. It was coming from the other direction. It's true. The window's open too. Yeah. Definitely wasn't coming from the ice machine's direction. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Great way to start off the week. You know, you're wicked smart. Wicked smart. (laughs) Have you ever seen the show Chillin' Island? No. Okay. Is it a reality show? No. I mean, kind of, I guess. It's on uh, Crave, I believe. But the premise is rappers out in nature. Sounds really fucking dumb. It is kind of dumb, but the humor is so goddamn dry. There's like three dudes. Dry in a good way? Yeah. Some people may call it cringe. but I don't, I don't really trust your word when it comes to things that are funny, though. I find it goddamn hilarious. And like the rappers who are on is it like, aren't really... Is it like Paradise PD funny? No. No. Well, then, it's wacky as hell. Like It seems like somebody on drugs made the show. Okay, so what? 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 Why does that make it funny? Are you gonna play know. some of it? No, I don't think I should. I might get in. Uh, we might get in trouble. Why? That's yeah, uh, not playing audio. You're not giving anybody any video. That's true. I don't have any lined up because wow. I figured it might not be a great idea. Okay, but the people they've had on are Lil Yachty, okay, Young Thug, mm-hmm. Killer Mike, okay, Gunna, and Lil Tecca. I'm not a big fan of any of these guys other than Killer Mike. Okay. But it is some weird content, and I've been enjoying it. Are you going to describe any of it for the audience? Um, the one with Lil Yachty, they were in Florida, and everybody, the whole premise is the, like the hosts are outdoorsmen, but they're really just uh, people who are smoking a lot of dope. Who are the hosts? Um, give me two seconds. Oh, I don't even know the hosts. <laughs> great content here, folks. Quality stuff. But uh, I'll just describe it. They take little like little Yachty out in a canoe and end up camping on this like small little island. And in like the Florida Keys, pretty much, yeah. And okay. like the one of the hosts picks up a what looks like an eel, and I'm not sure if it was a prop or real, but just starts like eating it out of the water. The fact that you even have to question that makes me realize i'm never gonna lay eyes on this show you probably wouldn't like oh, it at is all it a prop or not no he just reached in the water and caught a fucking eel with his bare hands while the camera was rolling <laughs> folks yeah it's uh it's weird probably all staged but i i think it's pretty enjoyable probably content yeah 100 percent. yeah but in terms of easy viewing mm. i've been digging it if you say so i do say so <laughs> i've been watching um euphoria have you seen this no i've been skimming by it damn this is a show what's the deal well it's basically about this chick who i don't they're all pretty fucking young they're all like in their like junior year of high school okay and uh this the main character is like a drug addict and she's into like any kind of drug and well, all of her friends kind of are into drugs as well. Yeah. But I don't know. It's the whole show is from like her perspective for the most part. Uh, and 
it's fucking it's out there man like it's shocking just real like raw it's fucking, shit the dude or whoever uh is responsible for the screenplay or mm. writing the story they've seen some shit in their life because you can't make up a lot of that shit and it's some deep shit pretty true to life um it's true to some life mm. i mean i could only jeez i could only wish that i would have went to a high school that involved <laughs> girls that look like this <laughs> but uh yeah it's good you should watch it what kind of drugs are the uh the favorites there's crazy well i think opiates oh but then there's like all of these 2c fucking blah 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 that i've never even heard of i've heard of those yeah um but the the two drug dealers are really fucking cool and like they have like really deep backstories almost every episode has another character in the show's backstory i just saw the one with the drug dealers that's pretty good how many episodes in are you i just started the second season Okay. Yeah. Do you know how many seasons there are? The second season is in progress. I've heard good things, so maybe I won't sleep. I on think this it's. One. I think it's a. It might. I got a feeling it's not for you, yeah, but maybe. it should be. I mean, you were too scared to watch the fucking wrestler with you, uh, your dad. So True. This show might not be for you. I'm pretty open to anything <laughs> on my own. Well, then you should check it out. The wrestler was described to me as uh, what I heard was full of um, nudity. No, I said you get get to see Marissa Tomei's titties. She's got them out there. That's all I said. (laughs) You took that to mean that it's a titty fucking movie. Titty fest. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's still on the the desktop. We'll get around to it. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Cool, man. I'll check it out. I've heard good things. It's really good. I had the weirdest dream. Mm-hmm. I was in Paris. Never been to Paris. Yeah. Were you uh, doing a hit? Uh, there was some acid involved. Yeah. No, I mean, killing people. Oh, no. I don't think so, at least. Oh. It was very jazzy. Like I was wearing a, uh, a cool knit hat. And there's lots of <laughs> cigarettes, alcohol, <laughs> hanging out in jazz clubs. It's so funny because you've got this like your subconscious has like this idea of what like Paris is <laughs> and is almost cartoonish with the way you describe it. Yeah. Yeah. When Paris is really nothing like that. I'm sure it's not. No, but uh, <laughs> like you got the like Pebe Le Pew uh, outlook of just description <laughs> of fucking Paris. I felt uh, in my head like a French beatnik, if that's possible. Yeah, of course. It's that kind of, of thing. Did, yeah. And so then completely like out to lunch. Definitely. Like I said, I've never been to Paris. So this is all just a figment of my imagination. And then my teeth fell out at the end. Why? I don't know. I woke up at that point. Are you able to uh, return to a dream after you wake up? Usually not. It's happened a few times, and usually when it's a really good dream. I almost always do that. How? I don't know. It just happens. I wish I could. Oh, yeah, it's like I'll get up to go to the washroom or once, whatever, and I'll be, like, thinking about that fucking dream, and I'll just go back to bed, and it can just continues. That's pretty cool. Yeah. When, I wonder if you fully wake up or if you're just kind oh, of yeah, in, like, I'm autopilot. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're always, like, when you wake up, you, it takes, you know, time to fully wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I was up that long, I wouldn't be able to go back to fucking sleep. 
Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Once I'm up, I'm pretty much up. It's the worst in the morning. Mm. Yeah. Not a fan. So you hear about uh, Signal, you know, Signal, the messaging app? app? Yeah. You hear that they, like, gave out this dude's information? Whose information? Well, you know, it's supposed to be, like, super anonymous, super, you know, encrypted, etc., so this dude, this dude made uh, a bomb threat on a plane hmm. while he like was I on think, the Wi-Fi. I think while he was on the plane, yeah. And he used a he used a Signal account to send the, the threat. threat, and yeah, and I guess like Signal like cave, but they gave them the ip address of the regist when the registration took place okay that's all that right. they were able to give is so the the, the authorities knew it came from signal somehow mm-hmm. and all signal was able to give them was the ip address of the person who registered the account interesting but so that's still a lot it is a lot but unless if, you're smart if you're on a public i guess they'd know if it was public but somebody else's wi-fi but you'd think like if they're able to get the wi-fi they could probably get the mac address of the computer as well hmm i don't know the article didn't go into that would that be information you can get from an ip address it's sort of uh, obtained in the same way okay yeah interesting but anyway so yeah rest I don't in, know. rest in peace signal I guess so. Yeah, I don't think people will be trusting it for that type of shit. That does seem like an exceptional circumstance, but mm. then again, there's a lot of shit there that probably goes on. If they're truly encrypted and it's truly anonymous, yeah, that it shouldn't. They shouldn't even be storing that that registration IP address. I mean, obviously, they're going to see it. You're going to anyone who wants Uses to them. can see your internet mm-hmm. IP address. Yeah, probably a bad move on their part. I enjoyed Signal, but there's there's better ways to do it. If it's, it's everybody's trying to make something that was like BBM. What's BBM? BlackBerry Messenger. Blackberries were a little before me. Yeah, but BlackBerry Messenger is a service that was fully encrypted end to end encryption. And really? like we're talking like you know, two thousand six, two thousand seven, somewhere yeah. in that range. Huh. So long before any of these other, even before apps came along, um, everybody used BlackBerry specifically for BlackBerry Messenger, specifically for mm. you know their drug operations. Smart, yeah. But since you know BlackBerry's died, everybody's been trying to create a, an app to replace it. Like I see. First, it was like WhatsApp, and then Facebook. Got turns out that. that's well, no. I think they stopped fully encrypting shit long before that mm. and then you know you've got like google's messages is supposed to be encrypted end to end do you buy it i don't know i don't think anybody has a very good track record when it comes to creating these apps like you think like signal should have been like the creme de la creme yeah have you ever seen the youtube video of ninth wonder at duke talking about uh illmatic no it's pretty good. It's like an hour-long lecture series. I guess it's not a series, oh, but... yes, I've seen that. 
I really enjoyed it. I watched it the There's other night. There's a bunch of those. Which other ones are there? There's one on Jay Dilla. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I saw one on Doom or not, but there's a Jay Dilla one for sure. It's interesting to bring in like a scholarly opinion, but also a music maker, a beat maker specifically. Because yeah. I think Ninth Wonder worked on Illmatic. Mm, possibly. I believe so. The production staff on that was crazy. Q-Tip, DJ Premier. I mean, it'd be cool. It's cool that they're doing it, but it'd be even cooler if you were actually taking that course for credit or something. Yeah, it was a, uh, I think it was like a free class and it was broadcasted online. It's also from probably 10 years ago, but it was a good discussion yeah. for sure. There was a couple moments where the, I think he was a professor at Duke, but I think he said Lupe Fiasco was the uh-huh. the best up and coming rapper. He had some really good shit. I don't know what happened. Has he made music recently? I don't know. I don't but think so. That shit that he made around like college dropout. Yeah. Ooh, some good shit. The guy can rap for sure. I've never been big on on Lupe. Yeah, me neither. Haven't given him the the time, but definitely seems like a good artist. Oh, I listened to Illmatic again. It it's a great album. I think I may have just listened to it too many times. That's probably the case with almost everything you listen to. Yeah, depends if it's new. New in the rotation. Speaking of such, mm-hmm. um, do you ha- have songs or albums that have gotten so popular that you don't even want to listen to them anymore, even though you know that they're good or you know technically good? Hmm. You've never really lived in that world, I don't think. I don't think so. I'd say the closest, and you're probably going to laugh at this, but is the Alt-J first album, because I really enjoyed that. Yeah, but I mean, so how did it get to the point where you didn't want to listen to it? A combination of many listens, and also that's really in my friend group. That's what everybody was jamming. Ah, yeah. So it it was popular immediately. Yeah. But other than that, I can't really say. Like, College Dropout, I still love that album. Wow. Listen to it. Why would you put that in that category? I think it's a pretty popular album. That Yeah, but it's popular to the point that you don't want to listen to it anymore. No. Well, that's what this whole topic is about. Yeah, I, I can't say I have any of those albums. Really. Yeah. See, like, you know, when I was growing up, you had, not only did you have the music of what, like that your friend group was listening to mm-hmm. in terms of influence, but you had like, you know, MTV and the radio right that played you know popular music and so you know you'd have like that Nirvana Nevermind album is a perfect example yeah, that's a good example way too fucking popular only not even now I'm not even ready to start appreciating it again even though I know how fucking good it is I haven't listened to that in probably five to ten years well whatever you probably didn't listen to it enough to begin with yeah, it wasn't one of my. I've never been a huge Nirvana guy, to oh, be honest with wow. you. That's too bad. Yeah, um, but I can name like tons of albums or tons of artists that you know you just don't want to hear it anymore. Some even that like you didn't want to hear it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, like that fucking um, that fucking Green Day album. You know, the, what was it called? Like some American fucking idiot. Yeah, American Idiot. Yeah. That fucking shit. 
Oh, that was terrible. But it was I, terrible to begin with. Yeah. And, and it got overplayed. So it's even more terrible. Yeah. All that like Blink-182, Sum 41, all that shit. I, I liked it when I was like eight or nine. Uh-huh. That's probably when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. But after like 11 years old, not happening. Huh. Have you ever had something that went that way and then came back? Like in terms of popularity? No, I'm just saying like something that you don't want to listen to anymore because it's either you've listened to it too many times or it's played too many times or it's too popular. No, hmm. can't say so. I'm sure as you grow up in life, you'll start to find that happening. Maybe. Definitely. I also don't think I listen to a lot of popular music. It doesn't have to be popular music. Like overplayed music. Yeah. Just like maybe you maybe you were the one that overplayed it. Yeah. But also a lot of the albums that I listen to are older. Right? So it's not like they're on the radio frequently or So there's no music that you grew up with that in your mind is overplayed. Not that I think is good music. No. Huh. Okay. Well, let's move on then. What other albums do you have? Ah, no, let's not even bother. Let's just move on. All right. All right. Uh, Joe Zawinul. Have you ever okay. heard of Joe Zawinul? No. So he was the, uh, the keys player on In a Silent Way, Miles Davis. All right. Bitches Brew and the Live Evil album. Um, and then also went on to form a band called Weather Report. I've always been a of course. pretty big fan of them. Um, but that guy is a master of the keys. I was watching a performance by them from 76 the other day. Just a tight band. Jaco Pistorius on bass, Wayne Shorter on sax. Didn't a, they just release a new album? Uh, they released, it's called Inception, I think. And it's like the 1971 recordings. Mm-hmm. But those guys really brought the funk. I was listening to their album from 74, Mysterious Traveler, and I found a, came upon a sample. So the, the bass line is what I'm trying to get at. So I'll play a little bit of the original. Wait a second. You said you think you've come across a sample or you have come across a sample? Um, I am trying to figure it out. I'm pretty sure I have, but it's not listed on like well, then, uh, who sampled. Then it's probably not a sample. And tell me what you think. I will. Okay. So we're listening to the bass. sample you're probably gonna laugh but people under the stairs off their album ost maybe that little small part part but just the bit at the start and it's like an octave down i think from the original it could be it's definitely Got some things in common. It's very similar. But yeah, I couldn't find it listed anywhere. So you should uh 
you should contact or I think you can, there's a way that you can submit samples. No, I should give it a go. Yeah. I know it was also sampled by Big L and a few other people in hip hop, so it wouldn't be incredibly surprising. Yeah, that made my week. <laughs> that made your week? That made my week, man. Wow. Okay. Um, sticking with the funk. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I've known about this sample for a long time. I just was listening to uh, some Dr. Dre. Okay. And made me want to listen to the sample. So the Dr. Dre track is Let Me Ride. Everybody knows this fucking song. Classic. And then I'll play the sample after. All right. Is it drain? Is it drain? That's what they say every single motherfucking day. Yo, but I ain't tripping, I'm just kicking it. While my D's keep spinning and these holes keep grinning, I'll be rolling in my six foot. What everybody's saying. Hell yeah. Alright. Hell yeah. Sample comes from Parliament. Song is, well, it's actually like two different songs, but yet the same sample. But this one's called Mother Sh- Mothership Connection. Oh, yeah. That's fucking great. Man, that that album's been in my rotation for a while. Yeah. I love Parliament Funkadelic. Of course you do. Bootsy Collins. George Clinton. Goddamn right, man. Those guys were, they were on one. But yeah, like, the thing I can't figure out is if you go back to the Dr. Dre song. Yeah. You can hear in the background some dude that's like at a slower pace singing the sweet uh, swing down, I'm on a ride. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they get that, where Dr. Dre gets that from, because it's not from the Parliament song, and there's no other reference to it in terms of samples. But here, I'll back it up a little yeah. bit, and you can hear it. Hell yeah. What everybody's saying. Yeah, you can hear that dude in the background. That was probably just one of the guys. I don't know. I just like that's my favorite part of the song is when that dude comes in. <laughs> and it has been like since 1991 when this album came out. Yeah. Um, but like today when I was listening to the parliament stuff, I was really expecting to hear that part and it just wasn't there. No, I it definitely isn't. Anyway. Yeah, I enjoy that G Funk stuff. The Warren G album, especially. Regulator, I think. Oh, yeah. The, the only Warren G album, yeah. essentially. Pretty much the prototype. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been, like, Doggy Style by Snoop. Never been huge on my list. You're crazy. Yeah, you you enjoy it? That album is one of the, uh, like, start-to-finish bangers. Every fucking song is a banger. 
Okay, that might be an overplayed album. Going back to that yeah. topic, that might be one. Yeah, especially in, in high your brain school, couldn't have recalled that when it was relevant to the fucking podcast. What's coming up now? No, we're done with that topic. Got any more music? I do. You'll probably know this song, but I don't know the sample. I'm wondering if you can help me out. Did you search it? No. I'll try it with my ears. it up it's uh my life dr dre also my life mary j blodge okay we'll sample those songs gotcha see so it's that easy yeah it's ron ayers hmm. no i don't think i've ever heard it i think it's groovy as hell that's yeah, good i know uh he did some stuff with erica badu in the early 2000s erica badu is the tough one you don't like her mm, it's not that i don't like her yeah i i do like her but when it when I, if you know, if I go looking to uh, listen to Erica Badu, I only land on one song. Which one? Tyrone. I don't even know it. You don't know fucking Tyrone? No, hit me if you uh, can. My album's always been Mama's Gun. It, I don't know. I, I I don't have any idea about any <clears throat> of her albums, but she brings the funk. That's for sure. Have you ever heard of the Dan Band? Nope. <clears throat> So the Dan Band, which I don't think I'm going to have access to on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try and find it. Um, the Dan Band is this dude. Have you ever seen the movie? What movie? He's been in several movies. Um, did you ever see that movie Old School? Uh, the one with Will Smith? Or not Will Smith, Will Ferrell? Yeah, I think Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell's in it. Yeah. Yeah, so the Dan Band played in that movie, and then, like, they're just like a cover band. I think they only cover contemporary female artists. Okay. Um, and they did a cover version of Tyrone by Erica Badu. All right. I'm going to try and find that. I've always loved that she plays with a live band a lot of the time. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. All right, I found I found it. So it's actually a medley by Ooh. the damn band okay. of Tyrone and No More Drama, which I can't remember who sings No More Drama. It might be like, um, I don't know. It's one of those '90s girls, like R and B, hip hop type band. Yeah, <laughs> you might recognize it when we listen to it. Mary J. Blige could could very well be. Looks like it. All right.
churches. How y'all doing tonight? Um, I'm just gonna let it play. By the way, yeah, man, that's yeah. that's funky. So yeah, like I said, it's the damn band. They only play. They, there's a cover band, and they only do like female contemporary artist songs. Nice. Yeah. Brothers, how about y'all? Well, I'm not doing so good. This is why I'm getting tired of your shit. You don't never buy me nothing. And every time you come around, you got to bring Jim. Now why can't we be by ourselves sometimes? I've been having this on my mind for a long time. I just wanted to be you and me like it used to be, baby. But you don't know how to act. So matter of fact. So you've never heard this before? No. That's fucking jammer. Oh, man. So it's... this is the Erica Badu version. All right. Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? See how y'all groove to this. Yeah, 
That's the only Erica Buddy song I like. Man, if you like that, you should check out Mama's Gun. Is real good. You have it up, lined up. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Yeah, like I said, anytime I think about Erica Badu, I think about Tyrone, and that song, <laughs> song is so good. Man. But the damn band version, the damn band version takes it to another level because that fucking Dan dude, he I don't know, he's more into. If you listen to, it, I'll go back to it. Yeah, um, he's putting more. Uh, passion into it than Erica Badu. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got her style. Yeah, that is the fucking shit. Funky as hell. Um, all right, I'll play a little of Mama's Gun. This is Bag Lady. All right. High expectations. Bag Lady, you gon' hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. Sample there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got the grooves. So when did that come up? 2000 so, so this might have been a reference because it's chronically yeah but that's 2001 right because that was explosion no explosive explosive interesting so erica badu was also part of a production crew called the soul quarians okay which consisted of quest love d'angelo jay dilla oh huh. Q-Tip. Well, there you go. Talib Kweli, Mos Def, um, Bilal, and Common. Wow. And they That's like quite the group. It, yeah. And they pretty much produced each other's albums. So Bag Lady, or not Bag Lady, Mama's Gun, which I just played, uh, The Roots Falling Apart, Mos Def, Black on Both Sides, Q-Tip, Amplified, yeah, a few other albums. Hmm. That's interesting. I'll have to check that album out. All the uh, Native Tongues Collective. But you can understand why I always go back to Tyrone. That's that's a funky-ass song. And the just the subject matter is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Erica Badu 
holds nothing back. Doing real talk. Also as a child with Andre 3000. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I've always been a fan. Um, we'll just, I guess we'll stick with music, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. So you remember, I guess it would have been a couple of weeks ago or the last time we did this. Yeah. We were playing, I was playing you those, uh, I don't even know what to call them. Those high energy electronic songs. Can't forget. I have another one. I think if you're willing to indulge. Oh, I am. It's called, um, the song is called stronger. Mm -hmm. It's by some group called stone bank. I like it. Just carry on, carry on, carry on. Don't look back, just carry on, carry on, carry on. Because you are. That's some shit. I don't like it as much as last week's or last episodes. You're right. It's not on that level. Not quite. But as you, as you hear it, it grows. What does it remind me of? Dance Dance Revolution. That's what that reminds me of. It could very well be on Dance Dance Revolution for all I know. I never played Dance Dance Revolution. I was not an athletic child. But yeah, it could be, (laughs) it could be one of those. I don't know. I just, I keep hearing these songs, these types of songs. And I don't really know what to call them, but they're not something I would normally listen to, no. but they're catchy. Definitely. And in the right mood, it could be pretty motivating. Like I said, I typically see, hear these songs while people are, are racing or driving in a game or whatever, you yeah. know, like anyway, it'd be some, some driving shit, I guess. All right. I've got, uh, you like Diane word. I like some Diane word. All right, let's hear it. Um, so this is Nozinja Lodge from okay. 2015, um, and it's electronic out of South Africa. Don't know what to call it, but oh, it's not Diane Word. No, oh, but you may hear some okay similar stuff. We'll go with this one.
Okay, that didn't sound like Diane Word at all. Nope. Um, there, there's a few other tracks on that album that have some. You can hear the South African style yep. in similarity, but I uh, feel like the. You know that? Remember that? Um, you remember that album we used to listen to where every song sounded the same? Yeah, the like the showcase. Yeah, I'm trying to find album? it right that right now. That was Capleton, right? Yeah, I found it. Hell so yeah. <laughs> um the beat behind it, yeah, it sound it sounded like almost like an afterthought, you know? Yeah. That, that the singing was its own thing and so, kind of reminded me of this. Okay, so you hear the beat, right? I do. So the next song on the album, same beat. And I picture that song that you just played to yeah. be something similar like that. Like, not that it wasn't good. <laughs> It's just like like the singing was just off time with the beat, yeah, which kind of made it work, but I don't think it was intentional. All right, I'm gonna play one more. Okay. okay not in a bad way mm, not in a good way yeah i hear you like i feel like the mickey mouse chipmunk's voice was a little bit too much see that reminds me of uh the lady from diane Ward. no yeah no this just sounds like an effect she sings like that you know that's that's fair like this just sounds like they sped up or use some electronic device that you know the mickey mouse voice vocoder <laughs> Whereas, you know, Yolanda Fisa is fucking singing. Yolandi, right. Yeah. I am in love with that fucking group. Still? Oh, are they man. in the regular rotation? Their very first album is fucking sick. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of good shit on that. I've only listened to The House of Zeph. Yeah. You should show me. I would be listening to their shit over this, whatever this stuff that you just <laughs> This has been in my library like, since it came out. I think it was a Pitchfork recommendation oh, back in the go. day. First mistake, right? This was 2015 Pitchfork. Oh, wow. Pitchfork was still slightly relevant. A little bit. But yeah, I think that's where I got it. <clears throat> okay. Last music thing for me. Yeah. Um, I know you're familiar with Coulter Wall. I was going to bring him up last week. Well, you didn't, so fuck off. Yeah. Um, and Johnny Cash. Uh-huh. Obviously, a lot of people have drawn similarities between those two. And I feel like Coulter Wall gets a lot of his uh, inspiration from Johnny Cash. I think that's fair. I haven't, I don't know that to be a fact. Anyway, so... There was this this album that Johnny Cash put out in like the mid nineties, nineteen ninety four, 
uh, called American Recordings. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I heard this song is because there was a video for it. So I saw the video. And there's a Coulter Wall song that I'm sure I'll be able to guess the title as soon as I play this one. Yeah. I feel like while the songs are quite different, the subject matter is the same. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like if it wasn't for this song, it's called Delia's Gone, that I don't think Coulter Wall would have written the other song that we're gonna, I'm going to play after. All right. So I'm going to play a bit of the Johnny Cash one because it's quite short. Delia, oh Delia, Delia all my life. If I hadn't a shot, oh Delia, I'd have had her for my wife. Delia's gone, one more round, Delia's gone. I went up to Memphis and I met Delia there. Found her in her parlor and I tied her to her chair. Delia's gone, one more round, Delia's gone. She was low down and trifling and she was cold and mean. Kind of evil make me want to grab my submachine. Delia's gone. One more round, Delia's gone. So you got the idea. Yeah, I think I know where you're going. One more round. One more bullet round. Johnny. Yeah. So then every so then when Coulter Wall put out the song Kate McCannon, all every single time I hear it, it makes me think of Delia's gone. Yeah, that's even though the sound of the songs are are different, the subject matter is fairly similar yeah so i'm gonna start the kate mccannon song uh like a minute in and then i'm gonna stop it and play like another part cool i first met tom mccannon i was working in the mine he said he had himself a dark-haired daughter with long green eyes She and I didn't meet She was bathing in the creek Prettiest girl in the whole damn holler That ain't no lie Alright, and then there's another part here Fantastic stuff Yeah His voice Lord, and one day I come home to find My darling angel's not inside So I made for the creek Where she and I didn't Found her with some other lover (laughs) 
Brown's in the Kate McCannon. Yeah. It's really good stuff. I don't know if I like the Johnny one better or, or not. Uh, they're just different. They're very different songs. But I, I definitely think the inspiration for that song or for Kate McCannon came from Delia's Gone. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Coulter song has a bit more drive to it on the guitar. He really strums that fucker. Yeah. He's got his own style of everything. He plays plays the guitar wrong, sings wrong, you know. I hope just he keeps... all all works. Have you heard his newest album? When did he really No. It's from last year. What's it um, called? Um it's called Western Swing and Waltzes. It's no. really fucking good. Fuck, I didn't know he put out another. Oh yeah, the very first track. Um just listen to this. East of beautiful Alberta North of Old Montana Living's fine When the springtime's kind To a bovine raisin man Where they sort them and stretch them And tail them down Like they did in days gone by Good slab fence Common sense there in short supply the iron still hits the fire that dude is fucking amazing he got better well of course he's like was like 17 when he first released Fuck, this album. man he sounds just like like all the old guys but it's, it's this new is music how did i write it down Fuck. oh this is country and western music yeah absolutely you know unfortunately the good shit country Music has such a huge uh, bandwidth of different forms and functions. Yeah. But this is really the only kind of country music. That's the real deal, man. This is the only kind of country music I'm into. As soon as that slide guitar comes in, I'm sold. And the other thing about this dude is that he's making all this shit up. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like he's trying to like put himself back in time to the, you know, to these places. Like, Mm -hmm. That one album he's got is called what America uh, Imaginary Appalachia. Okay. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> right. He's not near Appalachia. Hell no. He didn't grow up around there. No, his dad was the fucking premier of Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah. I saw him. I think he was speaking the other day in like the house or something. But took, I don't think he's in politics anymore. Uh, maybe he was just commenting. He's on the CBC. Oh, it's possible. He's not the premier anymore. No. I was like, shit. I don't, that I don't must see be after being the premier, you wouldn't really become like a mla or something i suppose you wouldn't would you no but uh, it took me a second to put it together but brad wall brad wall. His dad maybe yeah. yeah um i was watching have you seen the newest keith richards documentary on not interested on netflix no no i don't like keith richards what i mean i like his guitar playing yeah but uh him as a person I'm, i've never seen a keith richards interview that i liked too self-indulgent and i have his book that i started reading years and years ago and didn't really care for it either yeah fair enough he's a real pompous arrogant definitely yeah but yeah i don't know i got to the i enjoyed the first two thirds and then the last third he was taking up uh reggae music and like singing reggae music and it wasn't for me i couldn't watch keith doing that i couldn't i'm 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 I mean, I'm not even that into the Stones, to be honest with you. Fair I, enough. There's a lot of good Stones songs out there. Yeah. But I would not never say, oh, yeah, I'm a Rolling Stones fan. 
At the end of the day, it is just blues music, not just blues music, but it's yeah. But they have they're they're one of the longest running bands of all time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would consider themselves Stones fans. I think, especially out of a certain generation. There's been times when I, I mean, like they have such a wealth of a huge library. Yeah, it's hard not to find stuff to like, um, but I don't like all of it, and I don't even like half of it. That's fair. I don't know half of it. I was listening to Exile on Main Street the other day. It's good, but it's a really long album, and a lot of it is just almost repetitive after a while. Yeah. I do like the mystique of Keith Richards in theory, but I get I see where you're coming from. Old junkie. junkie. (laughs) Yeah. He managed to survive. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um I watched the Grateful Dead movie. Mm-hmm. I think that from? We, we've talked about it before. I think you know, probably um, it's from the mid seventies. I want to oh, say, okay. what a weird ass film! It, it's all old the, school. The dead are just weird, and so are their fans. Well, this whole thing was pretty much about their fans, and yeah, it was shocking. They're fucking weird people. Weird fucking you know Crazy drifters, people. and. Like it was all the footage from like the early to mid seventies, and it was hand selected by by Jerry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the fans are almost it's a it is a cult. It really looked like it. Yeah, whatever. It's uh, I don't know, just a bunch of dirty fucking drifters. In my yeah, opinion. pretty much. I don't yeah. blame the band for it. Oh no! They were just making music, and then this kind of happened. It seemed no, and not only that is like I was watching. Oh, it was like that soft white underbelly. I watched an yeah. interview with this dude who uh, used to deal acid at fish concerts. It's like the same crowd, same fucking thing, right? Yeah. And so he was like telling his whole fucking story that he just ended up at a fish concert once and sold a fucking shitload of LSD there. Yeah, and then just started following them. And just just to sell the LSD, made a living out of it. See, that seems reasonable. Yeah, no, it's the people that are just going to buy the LSD. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like those are the weirdos. Doing nothing with your life except following this one group, like that's unhealthy. And did you see the Channel Five Andrew Callahan when he goes the to the, fi- the Fish concert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people, not good, man. It seems They're, to be a lot of nitrous. Oh yeah, nitrous has been a big thing for forever. <laughs> You've, you've never even tried it, so shit. I haven't, up. but I see people do it only on video. Yeah. It looks frightening. You know, with the shit that you put into your body, uh, nitrous oxide would be the least of your fucking worries. Hey, I'm living pretty clean these days. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, in general. Maybe. Yeah, all the things that you've done, you know, that's where I draw the line is nitrous oxide. <laughs> Just the dissociative feeling, isn't it? It's not. It's not a dissociative feeling. You don't no. even know. You've never done it. So you're just talking about just from what, what I've you read. Hear other people talk about. Yeah, yeah. Just from what I've read. No, it's just a fucking like massive. Like, there's no dissociative. You'd have you if you took that much, you'd be out. And that's I, what I guess know, so. that's what it's for. Right. But if you're just doing a balloon, it's just like a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. <laughs> Almost like you know, like when you like sit on your leg and then you yeah. get up and it's like fuzzy okay yeah it's like your, head, all your over. head is like that interesting yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with uh doing nitrous 
Not for me, I don't think. Yeah, whatever. It's like saying, oh, yeah, needles aren't for me. It's true. Yeah, but that's, but you're equating, you know, the stuff they give you at the dentist's office to, like, you know, mainlining heroin. I don't think it's as bad. It's not even close. No. It's not even remotely close. <laughs> I guarantee you there, there's less uh, harmful effect in um, doing nitrous than smoking a joint. All right, I'll look into it. Yeah, I'm going to make you do it. If you source some, I'd do it with buy you. Buy it at the fucking store. I'd maybe do it with you. It. I just got to find my balloon launcher thing for it. <laughs> and we're set. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it might be a bit of a touchy topic, but I'll ask. Do you think there will be uh, war between the States and Russia? Like ever? Like soon. No. You don't think so? No. I don't even know why you bring this up. That's current. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't. No? No, I think it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. Think it's just going to come down to like sanctions? That's all it can come down to. I suppose They're so. not going to fucking fight. Not each other. No? No. No, 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 no. It's not what this is, hey? No. The U.S. is way too fucking stupid to do that. Like, what do you mean? They should be doing that, but unfortunately, they're going to use political and economic sanctions to try and deter them. Mm-hmm. But Russia's already got like a ton of thousand. economic sh- sanctions and political sanctions. Yeah, that's true. They don't need, you know, so, so they supply, you know, Europe with a ton of fucking natural gas. Mm. Who cares? Like they got China, right? Yeah. China's willing to fucking supply them anything they want. And unfortunately there's no other China's around, you know, I do the only China. Interesting. And the China don't give a fuck about the U S and they also don't give a fuck about economic sanctions. They're going to do as they please. Yeah. So the U S will do what it always does. And if something breaks out in terms of fighting, they'll uh, fund, uh, the Mm. Ukrainians with fucking weapons. Right. That's all they do. That's all they know how to do. There's a lot of words being thrown around like decisive action and swift this and that it's posturing. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Simple as nothing happened when they took Crimea. Nothing. That is, that it was just, a similar issue. What are they going to do? Yeah, if you're if you're if you're not willing to fight them, yeah. they're just going to take it. So what are they going to do? They're just going to take it. Sad. To and say. nobody's going to do anything about it. No, yeah. no, not militarily anyway. Do you think those times are just over for the states? No, I just think that they know when they've met their match. Mm. There's there's no way for them to win. They can't win. You know, it's not like they're fighting. That's the other thing is the U.S. has never had to fight a war on its own land. Turf, yeah. Except for the Civil War, which doesn't really count. Different kind of setup. Anyway, they're never going to ever fight the Russians directly. Probably would have happened already. No. Well, it might have happened during the Cold War. Yeah. But, you know, in modern day, no. And the thing is, is the U.S. has got a much bigger military than russia they're just not willing to sl- sling their fucking dick 
Yeah, and especially just coming out of Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, that's probably exactly. they couldn't the swing. Right they wouldn't even swing their dick there. Yeah, yeah. You want to fucking get something done? You got to whip it out. That was ten years of not whipping it out. Fuck, that was twenty years. I guess so. Hey? They've been there some shit since right. two thousand and one. Yeah, that was twenty years. So fucking long, longest war ever, modern day. Fuck, man. Yeah, they accomplished absolutely nothing. It and went, left it, it as a mess. Ba- it went back to worse mm-hmm. in less than what four weeks or something. Yeah, it all happened. Yeah. Anyway, interesting times. Yeah. Did you know that? Um, mattress companies like i don't know anywhere you go to buy a mattress like the brick or whatever yeah nine up to 900 percent markup what yeah what the fuck <laughs> yeah so that's like you know so you, you see all these fucking deals about like oh half off yeah yeah it's fucking nothing they're still making 500 percent. that is absolutely ridiculous what's the cost of a mattress nothing 50 bucks to make probably 10 bucks? yeah probably somewhere in the $50 range. I suppose it's just fabric and springs. No, but like, not only that is that like once you have the manufacturing down, the it's easy to drop your costs. Right. Right. At scale, especially. It's like they've been making cars for, you know, over 100 years, 120 years or more. Um, yet the average price of the of a car adjusted for inflation is still the same. Hmm. why they shouldn't they be getting better yeah exactly so they'd be getting better and more efficient over those years Mm -hmm. but they just pocket the the profits and people will keep paying it yeah same thing with mattresses but 900 percent markup jesus yeah it seems like the business to get into start flipping mattresses i think if you were on the it's see the thing is is like there's probably like some middlemen involved yeah so you know, I don't know where the percent, like, as the manufacturer, you're not getting the full 900% markup, obviously. No. Unless you're doing a direct-to-customer. Yeah, and even then, you're lowering your, your prices so much to compete because you're not scaling to, like, a Sealy or something level, you know, what biggest mattress makers in the world. Yeah. Anyway, just thought that was crazy a crazy number that's ridiculous because like buying a mattress is a pretty big event yeah i'd say so i mean how many mattresses are you gonna buy in your life not many three four i don't know probably not as many as you should in terms of like back uh i don't know safety and i shit. have no idea but don't, don't they say like mattresses that are just not good after a while i'd i don't know but i'd assume so yeah i've got like a dip in the middle of right in the well, middle yeah, you probably don't flip it it's uh, it's not flippable. Well, then you bought a fucking <laughs> a weird ass fucking mattress. I've been trying to adjust, you know, sleep on the left side, right side. Not gonna happen. It's it's not great. Hmm. Um, I was thinking the other day. I don't know why <clears throat> why I hadn't thought of this sooner. But in the last couple of years, it must have been easier than ever to buy booze underage. Why do you say that? Because everybody's going to wear a mask. Yeah, but they ask you to pull your mask down for ID. They never. I've never been asked. I've been asked a few times. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think if I don't think they would. I don't think you'd be forced to do it. But I guess if you have a fake ID, or or even just somebody else's ID, right? 
Yeah, especially like point. me. I just weren't wearing a ball cap. What if you put on a fucking toque? It's even no more... one's gonna know the difference. No, you can just see see their eyes. And do they really fucking care? I feel like they do. I hope they no, do. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, after they've checked your ID and you know what I mean, you're wearing a mask. Okay, um, they've done their due diligence. Well, at the uh, a nearby liquor store. You need to put your ID in a scanner outside of the main door. Yeah, but you know why? It's theft. Yeah, it's not. It has nothing to do with age. It has, no, it's a high theft fucking zone. And then they'll check your ID again afterwards. Yeah, but they're pretty diligent. Normal liquor stores don't do that. That's I've only seen it once or twice. Yeah, any every liquor store I've ever been to does not do that. That'd be a shitty experience being a, a liquor store clerk and having somebody come in and rob the place. In my younger years, I might try to do something, but not anymore. Um, I don't think I've ever tried to rip off liquor. No, I mean, like, if you're an employee there and some... Oh, I wouldn't even... <laughs> I'd just pretend like I didn't see it. <laughs> I'm not getting involved with that. And that's the right decision, man. 100%. It's not worth your fucking minimum wage job. No. Somebody to whip out a fucking weapon of any type. No. When I was working at a restaurant one time, there was a guy who came in and you could assume that he probably wasn't going to be able to to pay um and sure enough he wasn't and i was serving the guy and i'm like i'm not gonna why would you why would you serve somebody that you knew wasn't going to be able to pay i ran it by my manager i'm like hey this dude is coming in like do i refuse service what's the deal he's like go ahead and serve him and i think this guy was just looking for like my manager probably looking for some excitement because the guy gets up to leave and there's like a small confrontation what kind of uh, tab are we talking about $15, $15, man. Oh. Like, it was real petty. And he ended up getting into, like, a physical altercation with this person. Yeah. It was it sounds was like just Sounds like an asshole. Dude was a real dick. Yeah. And I'm standing there watching the whole thing. I'm like, what, what do I do? <laughs> if, if I'm going to go to, like, a bar or something like that and just have drinks. Yeah. And I'm sitting at the bar. Yeah. I usually would just pay. As you go? As you go, yeah. Yeah. So, why you would why that wouldn't have applied in this situation seems kind of weird as he well. had a caesar salad and a uh a kokanee that was it yeah he wasn't trying to push his luck no man the dude was just hungry i'm pretty sure he was homeless but yeah some people just live for a little thrill i guess i want to beat this guy up yeah i'm gonna let him pretend like he doesn't have any money having a bad day let's go prey on this homeless person but yeah, it must be really easy to buy booze as a fucking teenager right now. Probably, man. Yeah. I didn't buy alcohol as a kid. Oh, really? I I, I, uh, I never got ID'd ever. Like what? when I was underage. And I used to go all the time. Was it just like a confidence thing? Dude. Okay. So uh, there was a time when my dad was working like out of town. Yeah. For like an extended amount of time, like half a year. And so his car, it was like out of province as well. So his car and my mom's car were both in the, in the driveway. Yeah. Like, um, I had access to his car. I didn't even have my license yet. Okay. I got in his car. I drove, and this is in Ontario where they have the, like the separate liquor store and the, and beer, the beer store. store. Yeah. I drove up to the beer store and, uh, I walked in and ordered some beer and they just throw it out on these rollers. Dope. Yeah. 
rolls it out. It's like there's no advertising. There's nothing. It just looks almost like you're just walking into a warehouse with a till and some fucking rollers. It's super weird. And how yeah. close are you to the people? Oh, really close. Like distributing the beer? They can see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Naturally. So I ordered you know, the beer, paid for it, got out, got into my dad's car. I don't have a license. <laughs> got into my dad's car and uh i hit a car what? in the park in the parking lot oh fuck yeah just barely you hadn't had anything to drink at this point no, no but i didn't know how to drive <laughs> and so uh the guy gets out of his fucking car oh shit and he's staggering oh shit and so i pull back in and uh he starts fucking you know giving it to me yeah. like you know you're going to pay for this or whatever and uh, I told him, let's call the cops right now because I think you're drunk. Nice move. Yeah. Nice move. And uh, he fucked off. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If that went the other way. And I never ever, I was like 15. I never got ID'd. What? I was 19 to drink there. Were you tall as a, no. as a youth? No, I think it's all about uh, your attitude and your confidence level. That's fair. I also think it might have just been. It, I, did, I don't think I it's that it over, easy these days. I did it over and over again. And you know what? It's not. It may not be easy these that easy these days. But I, I got ID'd after I had uh, the proper ID, the proper age. Weird. Oh yeah. Super weird. But yeah, I hit this guy's car, and uh, he was fucking pissed drunk. <laughs> It was a perfect, it was like the perfect thing. And I, I knew he was going to fucking, bl- I was going to be able to bluff him. That was a good call. Yeah, he was trying to get my information. He was talking about phone numbers uh-huh. and all this jazz. And, and I was like, you know, I think we should just call the police. Cause I don't think I hit your car. And you know, if he did take down the license plate and like report you later, then your dad's car is involved. So that was probably the best, best move that you could have made. I think he realized that he knew and I knew that he was wasted and that he didn't want anything to do with the cops. It's a ballsy move, JP. It's how you do things. Keep it confident, I suppose. I get ID'd everywhere. Dude, I've been in multiple car accidents, like just little tiny fender bender type of things where I've bullied the person. Oh, no. Yeah. I have, I could think of three other occasions where I've been in accidents where I bullied my way out of it. I had, uh, I have one of my friends who yeah. you you know this guy, but his brother yeah. used to tell these stories about like he would buy he's this guy was always buying used cars like he's buying and flipping cars all the time. Nice. He used to buy a car that say had some damage to the like the front or the rear. Yeah, and he would go and purposefully get into an accident. And get the other person to pay for it and then fix the, the car and sell it. And he was wow. doing this on the regular. Yeah. You got to have your like shit break planned che- out Break tight. checking people. Wow. Yeah. You got to know what you're doing. He's doing it right at the traffic circle at 118th. It's like the perfect yeah, place, that to, is do the place to do it. Yeah. Like up there? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I had like one of my old weed dealers. He was just a sleazeball, but he drove like a really nice car and had chains and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what do you do, man? Because he wasn't into other stuff. It's like, yeah, I sell uh, cars to people with bad credit and then just go after them when they don't Mm -hmm. have the money. Yeah. God almighty. Yeah, there's lots of ways to make money doing that. You can 
overcharge them and go still go after them for the money. Yeah, he was a real sleazeball. And he used to have this system where he's like, all right, man, if you want to order weed, you got to order by shoe size. So it'd be like, y'all have a pair of size sevens for a quarter ounce. Or it, and it got ridiculous. So you, I think it went Wait, up to like a pair size, of size sevens. Wouldn't that be a half ounce? It was just the code. Yeah, but if the if people were listening into these phone calls, yeah. the first thing they're going to do is see if the telephone number is registered to somebody who sells shoes. And what then, if you're just doing it like Kijiji style? Yeah, but then you're only allowed to do it to a certain extent. You know, at a yeah. certain amount of sales, it becomes a business legally. Right. Yeah. And that's the same with cars. Like you're only allowed to flip so many cars a year. Interesting. Before you have to like declare. No, before you have to start like paying tax on the money you make yeah. from selling them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. What an odd system. Like, as you said, like if anybody really looked into it, it yeah, wouldn't be that not, fucking not, difficult, yeah, man. You're not, you're not fooling anybody with, you know, shoes. Parasite or seven. this, what was this guy doing? What was he with a paper bag or whatever? Yeah. From the, In uh, the trunk. Yep. Yeah. That was classic. Like you watch too many delivering movies. weed. I'm going to go into my trunk and grab a plain paper bag and give it to you. Yeah. Very, very covert. And like, I don't think getting into the vehicle is incredibly covert. It's better than the dealing in out of the back of a trunk with a brown paper bag. Just go around the block. No, or in the like, car. I, like I said, get a skip the dishes bag, get a fucking, right. get a anything branded bag, you know, or, or, you know, an old uh, box for a piece of electronics or something like that, you know? Yeah. But a paper fucking bag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nobody's going to fall as, for that shit. May as well use plastic. And I once got sold a bunch of weed in like a, uh, like a plastic shopping bag. Uh-huh. It was like all loose. Yeah, yeah. In a plastic shopping bag. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough to fill the bag, but it was like the worst It's probably packaging. like seriously out like outdoor grown they got fucking garbage bags full of it probably yeah what a weird way to carry around your dope well they're too cheap to buy ziplocs <laughs> so they're just using <laughs> shopping bags i like those foil bags like the the dealers who had like the the foil bags with the ziploc on the top you know what i mean Westside used to sell uh and now it's become quite common yeah um she used to sell she was the first person i ever saw selling weed and tuna cans oh we actually had to like use a can opener to open the can. Shit. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. You can't now, smell that. But like now a lot of company, well, it's not legit companies, but there's a lot of gray market companies that yeah. sell their weed that way. Yeah. It seems to be a, like a novelty thing. I think it's an easy way to ship it as well. Yeah. Most definitely. Mm. You got to package it beforehand, but whatever. Well, and it's sealed. That's the big thing. Yeah. It was like a quarter only, though, that could fit in a can, at least of the weed that she was selling. Yeah, cans aren't too expensive. So, I mean, no, no, I'm just saying, like, if you wanted an ounce, you had to get four cans. Four cans of tuna, yo. Yeah. What are your thoughts on tuna sandwiches? Uh, Once in a while, I can can deal. So, I've switched over to oil-packed tuna. Ooh. That's not a healthy choice. It's olive oil. Still. How much olive oil are you are you intaking each day? I'd say, oh, not each day. Like I probably have like maybe two a week. Oh, yeah, it's probably more or close to your daily dose of uh, oil. Well, I drain it, so it's probably only like a tablespoon. 
okay around there in a sandwich hmm. but man it does wonders for the flavor not that one should eat a lot the of only tuna. tuna that i ever buy is uh the clover leaf that has like the red spicy red pepper in it Ooh, it's so fucking good that sounds tasty only comes in the small cans unfortunately yeah and it's if you eat that pepper whew, you're fucked got some kick yeah you'll you'll be paying for it let's just say that <laughs> but spicy tuna hell yeah I just wish that you could buy, and it doesn't. It really doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I wish you could get canned tuna that wasn't already cooked. Mm. You know, like pickled, maybe. Sure. Raw but pickled. No, I'm just looking for a more convenient way to buy uncooked tuna. I guess. Yeah. Because usually, like the tuna steaks aren't real pretty at the, especially at the grocery store. Walmart sells these ones that are like super vacuum sealed, yeah. and they're like sushi quality. Interesting. And they're not expensive. Well, like all sushi fish is flash frozen. Yeah, of course. A lot of people think that it's fresh. No, there's no such thing uh, unless it's like catch of the day type fishermen. Yeah. But any any big tuna fisher type thing is, yeah, they're freezing it on the fucking boat. Yeah. And it's great quality stuff. It's just frozen. Yeah. Well, I mean, frozen, frozen doesn't mean it's not fresh. No. Yeah, especially when they're like freezing it alive, essentially. Apparently, there's a lot of like imposter fish being sold in superstores. Of course. Tilapia. Yeah. Well, also just like mislabeled. Yeah, it's usually tilapia. Mm. Not cool. I don't know. I don't I don't eat a ton of fish that way. Yeah, it's it's difficult where we are. No, I just. I don't know. I'm not I'm not really into I'm not really into cooked salmon that often. Really? I mean, I'll, I'll eat it, but I prefer raw salmon. Yeah. And same with tuna. Prefer raw tuna. Yeah, cooked tuna has never really been my jam. Like I like a like a hard sear on the outside, that kind of thing in a sandwich. Can oh, like be pretty a, nice. Like a tartare. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. But a, a well-cooked salmon. God damn. Yeah. I mean, I'm down with it, but not on the regular. It's not the most uh, economical meal oh, either. Not for that reason. Just, I don't know. There's only so much salmon I can eat. It's fair. If I had like access to consistent fresh salmon, I guess. You definitely do. Uh, Guarantee you, Jerry Mart has got fresh salmon. A lot of it's Atlantic farmed. Yeah, never by farmed. Exactly. I'm sure they have non-farmed salmon there. Uh, I think there's some wild sockeye. You're right. Of course there is. Yeah. A place like that is definitely going to be selling that stuff. But I mean, like, I want a fishmonger, a personal fishmonger. Well, even, like, Walmart sells fresh um, sockeye salmon. Really? Yeah. And it's not expensive. It's, like, what, like $10 a steak? That's pretty good. Yeah. And a good alternative to steak, I think we've talked about this before, but beef is not my thing anymore. That sucks for you, man. Like a steak, uh, I don't I'm, enjoy I steak that much. It's gotta be the right cut. You're a strip guy, right? No, no, no. I just want, uh, I want it to be like actually marbled. Yeah, you know. And there's so many cuts that, for some reason, used to, or are and used to be popular were the super lean cuts. Mm. I'm definitely not into that. Hell no, no, no. It's gotta have a healthy amount of fat on it. And not just on the sides. I mean, like marbled. 
Same with pork. I feel the same way about pork. Yeah. I'm not big on like a pork chop. Um, no, a pork shoulder. Definitely shoulder. Yeah, pork shoulder's the way to go. So I remember when pork, sho- pork shoulder was the cheapest cut off of a pig. Isn't it still? Oh, hell no. It's one of the most expensive. Really? Definitely. Maybe I'm thinking of belly. Pork belly? Yeah, pork belly is different than pork shoulder. <laughs> Definitely is. Yeah. And but noticeably visually different. <laughs> agreed. But it, that just might be what I was thinking of. Well, pork belly is still pretty expensive too, considering, you know, to get a boat. It's probably like, you know, 12 bucks a pound. Yeah. That's pretty expensive. It is. Good pork belly is worth it, but sometimes it's just the fat content is too much. You have to prepare it properly. Definitely. Yeah. You can get a little gelatinous. Yeah. All right. You want to call it an evening? I think so. Anything else? Nope. That's it for me. All right. Au revoir. Au revoir.